Welcome back to All Rights Reserved, your exclusive entertainment law and law school podcast with your hosts, Kayla and Suna. A few weeks ago, we asked you guys if there were any particular subjects that you guys wanted us to talk about, and one of the most common responses was imposter syndrome, which both Kayla and I definitely have suffered from in law school. And uh, we're here today to kind of like talk about what it is, what our take is on it, and how to get through it and handle it. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for submitting, you know, your responses. Um, we loved listening to them and and basically picking out the ones that we felt were the most important to talk about. So we're really excited to talk about imposter syndrome today. <laughs> um, as you may know, imposter syndrome is a term that, you know, a lot of people have been using recently. Um, I mean, I, I would say it really refers to these feelings of being like a fraud, being unable to fully appreciate and incorporate your successes into your sense of self, uh, despite these outside indicators, and just an overwhelming feeling of you're not good enough. And that's definitely something that so many people deal with on the daily, and we're here to talk about it with you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that law school in particular is such a competitive environment, and so is the legal field. And corporate settings in general. And it's very easy to be in these situations where there's a lot expected of you and feeling that you just honestly, you don't know how you got there. Um, And I think that another, um, I was looking up some statistics just out of curiosity and women experience it proportionally more than men at a, I think, I can't remember the percentage, But I think that also comes from just how, you know, the role of women in the workplace has changed and the way that women approach their careers is different from how men Mm -hmm. approach them. And I'm sure that, you know, we're not, you know, officially lawyers yet, but one day when we are and we have these jobs and we're moving up the ranks, it's something we're probably going to have to deal with. Um, So Kayla, why don't you tell us about (laughs) your experience with imposter syndrome and, you know, when did you start experiencing it? Because I think for me, I didn't really start to doubt myself like that until law school. Yeah. And even what you said earlier, Suna, um, with the fact that even in a corporate environment, you have to go up the ranks, that entirely, it, it scares me because I know that I'm capable of doing a job, but I know that I have to work the minimum in order to climb those ranks. And that's what kind of sucks about it because I am capable. I've been out of college for four years now. I've been in law school for two and a half years now. And it's like, you know, I feel like I'm undervalued, but at the same time, I'm thinking like, oh, okay, so maybe I'm not good enough and maybe I'm not worth it. So with that being said, I also started to notice it more in law school, uh, especially my first job in law school, mm-hmm. the second I got that job at Paramount, I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> how did I get this job out of like, I believe it was 800 applicants. I had no idea. I was like, why me? And, you know, looking back on it, I'm perfectly qualified and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really proud of myself for getting it. But I think I was just shocked. I think it yeah. was more of like, I don't deserve this. I'm an imposter. It's a weird feeling. I know, right? Like I kind of had that when I got the job at Universal because 
it's it's also one of those things where it's like one of these big companies that you've always like looked up to and wanted to yeah. work for and like you find yourself there all of a sudden and you're like what if I don't know anything <laughs> and the thing is you don't know anything like right. when I started my job at Paramount I literally was fresh out of first year of law school I didn't really know anything mm-hmm. I had never really worked with contracts before so it was all new to me mm-hmm. and and the thing is like looking back on it, I've had so many of these experiences that now I think, right. you know, I would have the confidence to succeed, but even back then, like you just learn and you succeed then. Yeah, and, and the fact that like, I doubted myself was really, that's upsetting because I totally deserved it. I worked mm-hmm. so hard to get there and it's like, I didn't feel like I deserved it. Which really right. sucked because I don't yeah. want to feel that way. I mean, I'm, I'm supposed to be, you know, killing it. <laughs> yeah. But I think a lot of it has to do with just, you know, climbing those ranks, like you mm-hmm. said. And once you start building on your resume and, mm-hmm. and the types of experiences that you have, that's when you'll start feeling more confident mm-hmm. in the type of work that you do. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think like one thing about being a universal that made me feel kind of like a little doubting myself in the beginning was I was like, okay, like in all my interviews and all my cover letters and all my conversations with attorneys, I'm always talking about how I'm so passionate about music and like I follow the trades and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like what if in reality, I literally don't know anything, but then I reminded myself (laughs) that you're an intern. So they know that you don't know everything. You're not expected to be an expert and you're there to learn and it's up to you to make the most of it. And the thing is like another thing that I that I found was important was that it was a culture fit in a way. So like my personality Mm -hmm. meshed really well with everyone who was there. So I think that you kind of have to stop being so hard on yourself, even though it's like easier (laughs) said than done and just put your head down and do the work. But I mean, outside of internships, like I've felt this way in law school, like during 1L, that first semester, I was like, I think I'm doing okay, but it's like so competitive and and like it's just it's just a whole different environment and there were times where i was like oh my god this is so hard what am i doing what did i get myself into like should i even be a lawyer and all that mm-hmm. jazz in my you know uh, school anxiety but you just kind of like stick it through and figure it out as you go really Well, I do have to ask you this question. So, I mean, me and you were both in our mid to late 20s. So, you know, putting aside the fact that we're in law school, do you ever compare yourself to your friends, especially being like, okay, my friends already are established. They already have careers. They are already making good money. um, And we haven't even gone there yet. I mean, do you compare, do you find yourself comparing Occasionally. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, well, I started law school three years after undergrad, like in the, I gave up three years of having a stable salary about, you know, Mm -hmm. of being able to save or being established in a certain field. But I think that the worst thing you can do is compare yourself to other people because everybody's path is different. Right. And like, okay, maybe I didn't go to law school immediately, but there's a lot of valuable life experience that I had that, you know, some of our peers who came straight out of undergrad didn't have. So it's like, you just have to look at it in terms of yourself and not, not compare yourself to (laughs) anyone else. But I get that sometimes I'm like, 
you know, there are people my age who are already lawyers who are working at those big law companies or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm here at this small school in LA and like, I've had like these three internships and, you know, am I even going to like get a good job out of, you know, law school or whatever. And I keep like the, that comparison is tough, but it's very easy to do when you're in law school. And I think that you have to actively tell yourself to just stop. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I already have friends that are lawyers. I have friends. One of them is, you know, there are psychiatrists, mm-hmm. there are pharmacists. It's crazy. And then I think about it and I'm like, oh, okay, um, I haven't even graduated yet. I still mm-hmm. need to pass the bar. And even then I have to work my way up. Right. And and it just makes me feel like I'm I'm an imposter. I'm not doing anything right. And and the except you are is like in reality, you totally the are. Thing is I, <laughs> exactly. I am. Like I've had I have so many internships and jobs under my belt mm-hmm. already. Um, these are things that I need to be proud of Mm -hmm. and I need to internally validate that instead of always seeking this external validation Mm -hmm. from other people or from, you know, even like job, you know, people who will hire me in the future. I, I need to focus on why I'm doing what I'm doing and why I should feel happy and successful about Mm -hmm. what I've been doing. And even that, like, for example, when I was at Paramount and even this summer when I was at Viacom or even mm-hmm. with SAG, um, don't get me wrong, those were the best experiences I could have ever, ever had. But there were some days where I had no idea what I was doing and I had yeah. a lot of anxiety about it because I was like, I don't know if I should be doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do this. But looking back on it now, even though I did make some mistakes, I always owned up to them mm-hmm. and I learned from them. And I feel like I grew so much just from that. And I feel like having those mistakes and learning from them Mm -hmm. is so important because like I I don't really have a big ego. So when I mess up, I'll own up to it. Oh, same. And that's the only Um, way you should do it. You can't, you can't have an ego when you make a mistake. Like absolutely not. (laughs) Right. And like, that's the only way you're going to learn and then have confidence in the fact that you can do it next time. And Mm -hmm. the thing is like, yeah, I messed up a few times, but that's okay. I never was, you know, reprimanded for it. They, that's comes with the job. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. And the thing is like, most of the time, if you do make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. Like literally 99% of the time there's a solution. Um, like I felt a lot of pressure when I started my litigation clerkship just because yeah. I had never done litigation before. And mm-hmm. I was I was hired mainly because three people recommended me. And that wasn't enough for me to believe that I deserved to be there or that I was You're capable of, of doing all that stuff. Yeah. And, but also the thing is like it was a completely new setting. And also some of the statistics that I was reading about imposter syndrome said that most of the time people experience it when they're in a new corporate setting or a new job setting where maybe they got promoted and got more responsibility or they're in and doing something for the first time. And I think that when I um, got to this law firm this summer, well, remotely, not physically, uh, (laughs) I was sort of just really stressed out because I was like, I have literally never written 
um, a pleading or a motion or yeah. a portion of anything. I mean, I did our like legal writing assignments and stuff, but that's not the same as doing it for real. And, you know, my first assignment was a research memo. And I was like, oh my God, like during 1L, we had like two months to do this instead of mm -hmm. the two days that I have now. <laughs> How am I going to do this? But you know what? You just like, in, I think what helps me and it helps me generally with anxiety as well, is to stop complaining about it and just start. Because you start from somewhere and yeah. you do your research and you get there and it's baby steps. So you can't um, get stuck on the big picture because then you're just going to drive yourself crazy. So <laughs> yeah. no, I'm actually exactly what you said. Um, mm -hmm. That actually happened with me too. I had my first litigation job. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though I worked in a, at a litigation firm after I graduated from undergrad, I didn't actually draft anything. I was just mm -hmm. the receptionist really. So when I started this new job with the employment lawyer, mm -hmm. that's all I was doing Suna. I literally, I draft into, I, I do interrogatories. I do complaints. I'm doing like pleading after pleading mm -hmm. things that I've literally never done in my life before. But for some reason, I'm just able to, it's just, you know, easy to click in my head because you figure it out. I just, you just figure it out. Yeah. And then also a lot of good things that come with being in the legal profession is the fact that people love to reuse. They love to reuse things. So I was literally just type, about to say that like, there's usually so a form somewhere. There's always a format. There's literally <laughs> a form for everything. So if you're freaking out, literally just Google it. It will mm -hmm. be there. It, it will be on Westlaw. It will be on Lexis. Mm -hmm. So like, I never felt pressured to make something up or, you know, try to make my writing skills that incredible because I was able to literally find everything I needed right. on Westlaw. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I've definitely done that. Like I had to draft, what was it? I think it was interrogatories about like, I think it was like personal injury, something like that. And I literally had never done it before. I mean, this yeah. is me coming off of like three different jobs of contract drafting instead of mm -hmm. actual litigation work. And like litigation felt really scary in the beginning. So I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this yeah. is so stressful. Um, but then literally you can go into Lexis, you can find even like public pleadings that have been filed about certain yeah. subjects. Like I've definitely done that where like, they gave me something to draft and I I didn't know how to put it into words, what I wanted to say. And I just looked up, you know, on, I think it was Lexis, but Westlaw has it too, stuff that had been filed that was available. And like, that was incredibly yeah. useful and very, very helpful. So I think that what happens with imposter syndrome is like, I think, I mean, for me, it's a form of anxiety and it's where I fixate on a, on a thought pattern where it's like, okay, I'm here, but I, I don't know why they hired me or like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this or, or like, did I like lie to them? Like, why am I here? <laughs> but then you just kind of have to deal with it, how you deal with other presentations of anxiety and take a step back, take a deep breath and take it right. step by step and take the scariness out of it. And the thing is, it's like, like you were saying how you don't have an ego. I think that <laughs> I think that when it comes to learning and when it comes to doing a good job, you have to be humble and you can't, um, yeah. you, you're not, no one's perfect. That's the thing. And you have to remind yourself of that when you're feeling imposter syndrome, because you're not perfect, but you have the skills to be here and they wouldn't have hired you if they didn't see that in you. So it's yeah. like, 
It's just, yeah, I mean, it's a total process. I mean, I'm sort of going through it right now because I'm starting to think about like post-bar jobs and stuff. Literally. And I literally feel like I have no experience, even though I do. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I feel the exact same. I've been like looking up jobs on LinkedIn and Mm -hmm. just regular Google search, um, even like indeed.com. I'm just like looking at them and I'm like, okay, you know what? When I graduate, I'm actually qualified for that. And then I think Mm -hmm. about it. I'm like, no, I'm not. But am I? But but I am. (laughs) But I I am. And then it's like, okay. um, So when I do graduate and I do get that job, Mm -hmm. will I be a good employee? Will I know what I'm doing? Would I need extra supervision? Mm-hmm. Like these are thoughts that I have, which are kind of ridiculous because I am totally capable of doing yeah. these things. And you have a I lot of experience. Have... And you so do. You. And yeah. I think that's so important. And that's why it's so important to get experience while right. you're in law school, because Absolutely. you need to go through these trials and tribulations just mm-hmm. to see one, what you're interested in two what you're good at. Mm-hmm. And so when you are getting to the point where you're graduating and taking the bar, mm-hmm. you'll have a better idea of where to apply and mm-hmm. where you'll be successful. Yeah, no, definitely. I think like it's it's such a process. And when you're in a competitive field, I mean, also entertainment, I mean, let's, let, let's backtrack. So the legal field is competitive. The legal market right. in LA itself is competitive and entertainment law within that is even more competitive. <laughs> And it's like, it's very easy to feel that you don't have what it takes when in reality, you've been working towards this for three plus years or however many years you've been here Mm -hmm. chasing after that. And I think that that's what I'm trying to remind myself because I started networking to get into entertainment like almost five years ago or four years ago at this point. That's how I got my first job. Someone took a chance on me and I learned. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that carried me through to my other internships. And at this point, also just from, you know, keeping up with the industry, speaking with lawyers, like I actually know a lot and I forget that sometimes because, you you know, I'm always thinking ahead instead of appreciating where I am. And when I look back on, especially like I was talking about this the other day, we only have one semester of law school left. And I'm like, do I regret anything about law school? And I took all the opportunities that I could. I worked at some pretty cool places. I learned a ton. So it's like, you kind of just have to just stop for a second and just run through it. And even if it, does, even if it doesn't feel real, I think that um, the more you repeat it to yourself that you're worthy, that you have all this experience, that you took all the opportunities, that you did your best and that the best is your best. And you know, yeah. the best, your best is your best. Like that's just what it is. So it's stressful and we've all been there. And I think as women, we experience it more um, than our male counterparts most of the time. Yeah. And I, and I think like now it's 2020, mm-hmm. we need to get over that hump and yeah. these feelings aren't, aren't normal. So if you're having these feelings of doubt and mm-hmm. you don't think you're good enough, that's totally normal, mm-hmm. but there's definitely ways that you can overcome it. Um, just work hard in law school, mm-hmm. find jobs even if you make a mistake, it's totally okay. Yeah. And it's expected. Capable. Yeah. And, and it's, it's expected out of everyone. And the fact mm-hmm. that you compare yourselves, like even, even me, like looking at attorneys that, that I've been 
that have passed the bar already mm-hmm. for a few years now, I'm like comparing myself to them. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they're so lucky. They've done so much. But it's un- then I talk to them and they're like, you're killing it in law school. Like, I wish I had done that many internships mm-hmm. or I wish, you know, you've been getting jobs out of these crazy companies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's like, I don't know why I doubt myself so much when I do have the ability to succeed yeah. and to get these good jobs. And I do feel like I'm an imposter. I, you I absolutely really are not. Like <laughs> I am because I'm not, it's, you know, what's funny, Suna, like, people will be like, oh, can you like look at this contract for me? What do you think this contract is? Like, do you think it's good? Mm-hmm. Or like, but not like for legal advice, just like, you know, just to read because yeah. I'm just here and people like think I'm like some contract wizard when like, I, I know I get that know nothing about contracts. My preface is always, no, I am anything. not a lawyer and I am not going to give you legal advice. Because, That's literally what yeah. I say. And everyone's like, oh no, but like you're in law school. So like, shouldn't you know that? And I'm like, no, you guys, like, I literally know nothing about law school. Like you need to talk to a lawyer. Yeah. That's what I always say too. I, it's just like, it's funny. Cause like, even when I do read contracts, just, you know, aside from everything, I'm always like, okay, this sounds like it's standard language boilerplate, but I don't actually know like where the terms are that you need to be negotiating here. Yeah. Like, then you go to your something... boss and it's like something completely different than what you thought it was. Like that happens yes. to me a lot. <laughs> yeah. When I did that, when I was doing that at Rosen, I was like, okay, so like maybe I could change this. Maybe I could change mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, I missed half of it like the whole time. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I clearly don't know what I'm doing, but this is a good learning experience. <laughs> yeah. You have to treat it as one. I mean, cause that's what it is. And like, especially with internships, I think that um, the the benefit is that, like I said before, you're an intern, you're a law student, you're not expected to know every single thing that's happening. Um, But your goal, and I think that what helps is um, making the most out of your internships or making the most out of your classes, making the most out of your time with your professors or your networking so that you're learning things and you're implementing them and you're developing your skills and getting to a point where maybe you won't feel like such a big imposter. Because I think that being proactive can really help um, because then you'll actually have, you know, a set of concrete things that you can tell yourself, like, I have been doing X, I've been doing Y for however many years or months. And it's just, um, it it is a process and and sometimes you just feel low and you're just like, so but much uncertainty. Of, and also it's not because of luck. It's because you put yourself in yeah. a situation where you succeeded and you worked to get to a certain mm-hmm. place. And I do know that sometimes it's luck when someone gets your resume and you're the first resume and they just like you. Right. So they hire you or something like that. But at the same time, even though you were the first resume that they read, they could have easily put you aside. So yeah. it's like, okay, I am capable. I am totally you know, worthy of everything Mm -hmm. that I've done so far. And even though you're still in law school, whether you just started law school, you're thinking about going to law school. I mean, just, just really just be confident in what you do. You're going to do well. I can promise you that just work (laughs) hard, put in the effort, and then you Mm -hmm. won't really have those feelings of imposter syndrome. And Suna and I definitely have it, but it's, (laughs) well, it comes in waves, right? Like you get, I tend to get it more in transitions. Like, you know, 
like what I was saying just now about post bar jobs, like that's, that's where it's going to hit me a little bit because it's going to be like, Oh, well now I'm going to like, I mean, fingers crossed when I pass the bar, I'm going to be a lawyer. But I also feel like, yeah, I've had these internships, but am I like, am I a lawyer? What makes you a lawyer other than passing the bar? But the other thing that's important to remember about that, that I've been reminding myself is that when you're a first year associate at a law firm, or you're starting as like a legal coordinator in-house somewhere, or you're at a, you know, boutique, um, you know, maybe entertainment law firm, something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, you'll be given responsibility, but there's oftentimes a lot of mentorship that goes with that and a lot of training. Right. So it's like, you're not just going to be put there and expected to know everything and how that company functions or how that law firm handles certain things and their procedures, because it changes from place to place. So what's been helping me is just reminding myself of that and also making a mental note to when I am job hunting and when I am having interviews to say that I'm looking for a place yeah. that will mentor me and teach me and to that will help me become a lawyer, the lawyer that I want to be, um, which I think actually might be a good question you could ask in an interview now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that's actually, I'm totally taking a mental note of that. Yeah, me um, too. I also think just to make sure that I think what would also help combat imposter mm-hmm. syndrome is just try, try your best not to be perfectionist. Um, like I said earlier, (laughs) the fact that you make mistakes is it's going to happen. And I think if you're too hard on yourself and you don't actually constructively learn about your mistakes, Mm -hmm. you're just going to go nowhere. I mean, not nowhere, but well, you won't go as far. Yeah. And I I think you just need to take your ego out of it. Um, Mm. listen, there have been times where I've been so stressed about work or I've done something wrong where I've literally gone and cried about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it, it has happened where I've literally cried like in the bathroom at work because I messed up on something yep. and I got like kind of reprimanded for it. But, mm-hmm. and the whole time I'm like, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get fired. I messed up so mm-hmm. bad. And like, that never happened. Yeah. You know, like the, it, the ter- it comes with the territory. Oh, yeah. Like just don't, don't try to be perfect in every single way. If you don't know mm-hmm. something ask your supervising attorney or ask someone. Yeah. Be humble about it. Yeah, exactly. I think the the worst thing you can do is block it out when you make a mistake, I think. Um, And it's funny that you say that you cried because of a mistake that you made and you got (laughs) reprimanded because that's happened to me multiple times. But um, so my experience with that, like the lesson, the way that I learned that lesson was um, the two years that I spent working in real estate and uh-huh. I had no prior real estate knowledge well, tough, when I got hired at this place. Business. It's it's a okay. tough business, but also yeah, it's full of a, a lot of different kinds of personalities. And like, right. um, there was a point where, you know, there was a lawsuit going on with the firm and a lot of structural changes were happening. And like, I was being, I had a lot of responsibilities because it was basically me and my coworker running everything. Our mm-hmm. boss was there but she was also off doing all sorts of different kinds of things. So she was delegating a lot to us. And like, that was a lot of pressure. And I just remember like messing up on something, but it was because the expectation wasn't made clear to me about what, what I needed to do. Or it was something where like, how was I supposed to know that I haven't been in real estate for 20 years type of a thing and like getting reprimanded and, you know, it being just very stressful and like, 
did I love that job? Not really, but I definitely learned how to take it. And I learned how to deal with people and I learned how to move forward after making a mistake. And I think that that's also really important. It's like you said, understanding where you went wrong and working on it, but also mentally telling yourself, you know what? It's not the end of the world. I messed up. And in my case, like since, you know, there was a lawsuit happening and whatever, like everything was really high stakes when I was at that company and like (laughs) everything felt like the end of the world. But in retrospect, I'm like, it didn't have to be that stressful, but, um, you, you just, you live, you learn and you figure it out. But I think that, uh, if you ever feel unworthy of where you are, just maybe even just make a list, like physically write out a list of everything that you've accomplished so far or qualities that you have or um, research stuff or like try to just keep your mind off of how you're not capable because you are, you're here for a reason and you came this far for a reason. And it's like, (laughs) it's a lot, it's a lot. And the pandemic makes it worse. I feel like, yeah, it does. But um, I really hope that you guys, you know, got some insight with this conversation. Um, Just know that we're always here for you if you Mm -hmm. ever want to chat. And just know that this is normal and everyone goes through it at some Mm -hmm. point. But you guys are going to absolutely kill it no matter what stage in life you are right now. And we are so proud of you. So proud of you. And And if no one's telling you that, we're proud of you. (laughs) Yeah, so proud of you. And I also hope that all of you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And if you're currently studying for finals, good luck. We're thinking of you. We know that you're going to kill it. Take your time to focus Mm -hmm. and take, you know, mental breaks. But you guys are going to absolutely do so well. And we're so So well. We're so proud of you. And we will be back next week with a new episode. Thanks, everyone. Bye.